0: Welcome to an episode of Too Young to Be This Old. I'm Andy, and it's weird that I'm introducing this episode. And the only reason I'm doing that is because Ben is not here. So Ben is on his much-deserved and very fancy honeymoon, uh, and he didn't invite me. So, and he didn't want to record from his hotel room. So today you're getting me, but you're also getting Vince, friend of the podcast, and One of my old friends since high school so vince welcome to the podcast hello good to be here yeah thank you for joining uh vince and i go way back so we're gonna we're gonna try to be disciplined in this episode and what we talk about we're gonna try to stick to a few topics but this could definitely veer um real quick housekeeping if you found us thank you but you can find all things too young to be this old related on our website at podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com, where you'll find all the ways to listen to us, all our social media links, and in the show notes below, if Vince wants me to, I will throw his Twitter or any other social media he wants to plug. But, let's get started. I'm going to open this drink, like Ben usually does, and that was a little bit of a weak beer pup, but <laughs> it's a cider, not a beer, so I guess that affects it. Oh, what cider? Uh, it is a treehorn cider. Okay. Which is a product of Georgia. Is it? I've never tried it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, it's not as good as my favorite one, which is like the Atlanta cider. I don't know if you've had the Atlanta hard cider. I have not. Oh, have you had a uh, Urban Tree? Yes, that's that's the yeah. only one I've been to lucky. Yeah. I have I have like passes to go to their uh, brewery and I need to I need to go. Oh. But, anyway, so, we talked about our drinks, but real quickly, before we jump into more topics and structure and all that good stuff, tell me, Vince, what have you been up to? Have you been playing, watching any cool events you've been to? I know we both watched a wrestling pay-per-view this past weekend, so...
1: That's right, that's right, yeah, I did watch uh, Clash of Champions, Uh, enjoyed that pretty well. How about you?
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. There was... There was one match in there that put me to sleep, which was Randy and Kofi. Kind of yeah. took took my energy totally out for the rest of the night. But the rest of it was fantastic. Okay. And The Fiend was the highlight. And that also Luke sad. Harper getting out of WWE timeout. Yes, yes, that
1: was a, <laughs> yeah, The Fiend was a great way to close that one out. I was not expecting that.
0: No, I mean, people were yelling for it like they wanted it. And I was following the Reddit thread, and they were just like, where's the Fiend? When's the Fiend coming out? Is the Fiend going to come out? When's it? Where's the Fiend? Hold on. And everybody was expecting that. I think everybody was expecting the Fiend, if he was going to come out, was going to be a, during the Roman match. But uh, no. Yeah. It didn't happen. But you also had some more WWE events going on here recently, right?
1: That's, that's right. Um, there was SmackDown Live from Atlanta yesterday that I attended. And that nice. was really... It was a it was a good show. Um, I was gonna say, with if 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 Kofi and Randy put you to sleep the other night, their their match on SmackDown, the tag match was was actually really good, really entertaining. <laughs> okay,
0: I'm excited. I haven't watched SmackDown, but I don't mind the spoilers. But I'm glad to know it's entertaining. Uh, that was at good old State Farm slash Phillips Arena, right?
1: Oh yes, the new State Farm Arena. That's right. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. The, the new old Phillips State Farm Arena. Um, how was uh, how were your seats? Where were you?
1: It was uh it, they were they were pretty good I was on the the first level in, in row Q so a good way okay. I had a I had a good view and I was directly on to the to the Titantron, so I got a right directly
0: ah there, there you go so were you in like a, like an actual section or were you in like in the bowl or were you on the floor
1: no I was not in the floor I was in the bowl okay. I was in the floor last smackdown yeah, was. yeah
0: yeah I remember you told me about that and that was probably pricey but yeah I know you yeah. were like 5050 on how good the the being on the floor is versus the seats, so it's uh
1: you're you're crammed in there real tight and you yeah. don't always get the best view, so if you if you can get a good spot on the floor, I'd say it's definitely worth it and at a good price too, which right. SmackDown definitely is is a little cheaper to get on the floor if just just a, yeah. a pro tip there, but
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. SmackDown some seems like you always get a good deal. I mean, when I went to SmackDown like two years ago now, unfortunately, it was like we got section one oh six over there, which was like a perfect you know, just uh, side of the ring. Um, and it was, like, with a on and everything. It was, like, 35 bucks a seat, which oh. was just unheard of right now yeah. as far as pricing on the tickets. So every time I look at tickets when they're in town, I'm just like, oh, that's a little much. And, yeah. you know, yeah. Ben didn't want to go from, from uh, SmackDown to Airport, so he wasn't down. And <laughs> I totally... Forgot to ask if you were going, but I'm glad it was a good time. Was it pretty? Was it pretty packed?
1: Yeah, it was actually. Uh, it was the crowd, the crowd was, into it? It. They. They were. There were. There were a few moments. Um, I guess without spoiling too much, there was a surprise local Atlanta guest uh, introducing one of the oh. matches, and oh. that got a pretty big pop. Um, and they nice. were. They were they were hot for Kofi and um, nice. a couple others. So yeah, were was, was it's a pretty good crowd. Was
0: he in his uh, his Dragon Con Marriott carpet again?
1: Oh, I couldn't tell. I okay, couldn't tell on that. But I know
0: um... I know he was in it on uh, on last week's show, and he was in it on the pay- They were in it on the pay per view. So I was just like wondering if they were keeping up with that, which mm-hmm. is it's pretty funny because it's such a regional thing that. I'm sure a majority of the audience doesn't even know like what this print is they're wearing, but it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. They're uh, just uh, sticking to it. Yeah, there was a there
1: was another moment that I I, I wanted to watch it back mm-hmm. and see if there was something that was off air, but um, Xavier oh, yeah? Woods gave a little shout out to Atlanta since he's from here. So oh, that was, nice! That was pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I, he's big. Big Atlanta native. I saw him for like two seconds at uh at Dragon Con, just at the wrestling that they have on Thursdays. He's always kind of hanging out in the back. Oh. Um, so he's always he's always there. He just like you can kind of wave to him or, or go and say hi, and he'll he's he's always been cool about it. But uh, it's actually in his contract that he gets Dragon Con weekend off.
1: Oh, I was wondering that because I know he yeah. did like some back and forth this year traveling yep. to Yep, so that it is.
0: It is always in his contract that he has that whole weekend off so he can attend Dragon Con because he just attends it as a fan. He's not like a guest or anything. Because they have wrestling guests, um, like Jake the Snake was there this year, um, and you know usually a few other guys were there. Like Sting was there last year, and um, and Lita and some other people. So. There's always there's always some guests, but he's never actually a guest. He's just there, like hanging out and drinking. So there's always the stories of people running into him in the hallways and and all that stuff. But did yes. you go to DragonCon this year? Or did you did you
1: I pass did not, on this year? I one year I will go for sure. Yeah, one year. It was year. Not this and past then year.
0: You gotta you gotta find me because I'll be somewhere.
1: I will I will definitely find you. Yeah.
0: Well that that is awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed using some some quality atlanta smackdown um how close is that not too far from you where you're able to just like uber back and forth
1: well i I drove this time but i was i was able to park uh real close and it was only about 15 minutes from my apartment so it's a nice easy trip that's
0: that's good i'm gonna say either either it's a nice short drive or you're able to uber and get your drink on but you know depends on how, how much work you had uh, right. this morning. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I went, like, it was a Tuesday night, and we had to work Wednesday, but, like, one of my coworkers, it was literally every commercial break, he was like, all right, got to go get another beer, got to go get another beer. And I was just like, how are you even going to get home? Like, oh, yeah. what, what what are you doing? Um, <laughs> the Watching it live is always interesting to me because it always, I guess it always throws me off a little bit not hearing the announcers. It's oh, yeah. an interesting uh, way to watch it, because I think the announcers totally changed the, the vibe of it, but um, it's cool. It's cool yeah. to be there live.
1: Yeah, they do really change the vibe. I always kind of try to make a point to go and watch the same episode, even if I go to the show, just to oh, yeah. hear what they're saying, so I didn't miss out on the <laughs> extra stuff right. they might have added to it. But yeah,
0: Right, exactly. So, um, wrestling talk aside, there's a show... That I I defend all the time on this podcast, and you and one of our other friends are the only ones that ever back me up, and that is lost. Oh yeah. So I think we're gonna talk a little bit about lost today. If that's cool with you.
1: Of course. Of <laughs> course. I'm so, always happy to hear you defend it on the show. So I'm oh yeah. Get to be a all part the of the time because talking about cause it. And Ben's it gotta just.
0: Shot rip into it and and any guest we have like nobody's nobody's backing me up so i think you're the first pro lost uh guest that uh that we have so a little bit of lost lost trivia some things i learned actually while looking some of this up that i did not know about some specific some things i'd heard before so obviously lost it came out in 2004 with that amazing two-part pilot Which was filmed in Oahu, Hawaii. One thing I did remember reading about is that it was the most expensive pilot episode at that time, and the cost was somewhere between 10 to 14 million dollars. And it was mainly because they actually purchased and shipped this decommissioned Lockheed 1011, which was the the plane that they used to simulate, you know, Flight 815's wreckage. So this this pilot being so crazy and so expensive and getting green lit by this guy named Braun over at ABC. Um and ABC was struggling with low ratings, he got fired like I think before the pilot even aired. You know, oh, wow. Walt Disney Company, which was, you know, ABC's parent company, so the big mouse got to him and they they got rid of him immediately for even for even green lighting this, which I think Later, he probably, maybe, hopefully, he at least felt vindicated, but he got fired for that. Um, But I remember when when the pilot aired, and I I don't know, did you watch it, like, from the day it aired live on TV, or did you catch up later?
1: Right, yeah, I, I can't remember if we ever actually talked about this, but no, I'm actually, I came in... To my lost watching experience at the third season so i i, I think i saw the pilot maybe,
0: oh but, whoa okay
1: so i i came in late but but caught up right. and so i was not a from the beginning i i caught right a little later yeah.
0: on so i remember when when it was debuting. i just remember seeing the photos non-stop like i seen the not the photos sorry seeing the like the previews for it non-stop and all the promos And just being like, Whoa, what is this show? And I was still living in Miami at the time. None of my friends were really into it, but my parents were like, This looks awesome. And I remember watching it and just being just hooked from that first pilot. Um, Like that, they had me from there. So I started watching from day one and just kept up the whole time until like... Maybe the last season I fell off for a little bit and then caught back up. Did you – from when you started in season three, did you keep up with it the whole time pretty religiously or did you have any gaps?
1: I, I did keep up with it all the way through and and I don't know if I'm jumping in too far going into later seasons. But I when you said that you kind of fell off I, – because I think it was the sixth season that might have been after high school when we didn't watch it together yeah. anymore or discuss yeah. it together. So I kind of lost – in a little bit of not following it as much and being as hyped for it, I guess. Right, but I still right. did follow through.
0: Yeah, no, so this and you're not you're not jumping too far. Like that's fine. Um, that that was like a big driver of the show for me is because like I got into it and I was into it with my parents and I remember my uncle. Um, and so in the in the middle of this show starting right in two thousand four and then not long after in two thousand five I moved from Miami to Georgia. And the only like family I have here with sense my parents is also my uncle and they're super into it, so I remember talking about it with them, being, you know, interested and excited about like discussing our theories and, and thoughts on the shows and that was the kind of whole thing. But then get into high school and and I meet you and I meet our friend Matt and and we kinda just all realize somewhere in there, I don't even remember how we all realized that we love this show, but we at some point realized that we were all obsessed with Lost.
1: Yes, yes, I remember. And
0: it became that, you know, it was was a show on Sunday nights that
1: would air? Oh, I thought it was on a weeknight, but wow, I can't remember.
0: Or was (laughs) it a weeknight? Maybe it was a weeknight, you're right. It definitely could have been a weeknight. I can figure it out. It was, it was Wednesdays. They would air, so it wasn't Sundays. But I remember, so it was every Thursday morning. Then we would be like, you know, until we all started watching together, we'd be like, "Who oh, did you see Lost?" And there'd always be one of us who'd be like, "No, I didn't." Mm-hmm. You got you to step back, and that was always the hardest because everybody wanted to talk about it, and anybody else is going to spoil it for you. So I think Lost in that early, you know, golden era of TV before the Game of Thrones, before. You know, Breaking Bad got going before that. It was really like the beginning of TV just becoming what it is now. You know, it was before Netflix was what it is now. And before we had all these shows that people were constantly talking about, you were always worried about getting what happened on Lost spoiled for you. Exactly. Um, So you always had to watch it. Like, it didn't matter if you were TiVoing it. If you had to wait till the next day, you were probably going to gonna get something just horribly spoiled for you.
1: I was gonna say and this is even in the time before social media was real big, so there was still just a constant set of spoilers with with people instead of right. So
0: them. and that's a good point and that's something I've always thought about is that this show was like, you know we had MySpace and Facebook kind of when this was going on, but really it wasn't what it is now and then we didn't have Twitter. Like, social media was just very, very, like, small presence uh, in comparison to what it is now. So I know that there were apparently really big forums that discuss Lost in depth every week. Really? Wow. Did you go on any of those? Because I never caught on to that. Like, it was always more of a social thing for me. It was always more just my immediate group... And, you know, sometimes if I've met somebody, you know, at an event or something, like, that liked Lost, we talk about it, but I never, that was one of those shows that I didn't go online and talk to people about it, and I think that was something unique about Lost, it kind of was more of still that more social experience, talking about it, either, you know, at school, or at, you know, if, you know, for people who were working at the time, this was, like, the show that everybody had discussions about.
1: Yeah, yeah, I never went on the forums either, but, but but absolutely it was one of those where it's just you you found people to talk about it, you talked about it, and you you had to know, you had to see the episode and be ready to discuss the next day or else you were getting spoiled.
0: Right. I mean and and like talk about a show that has like that even talking about it could get confusing, right? You 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 start with, with flashbacks. And that's pretty simple to get. You're like, okay, they're flashing back to all these different people's lives. You get flash-forwards eventually, you get flash sideways, (laughs) you get, like, you know, dreams, like, you get to a point where you're watching an episode and you're like, so wait, is this happening? Is this a flash sideways? Is this a, what what the hell is going on? But I I thought it always handled that surprisingly well. The only time it got a little fuzzy was when it started flashing sideways. Oh yeah, and I think you were you were in the similar boat on that. Is how you felt about the sideways flashes. <laughs> I almost
1: forgot about the sideways flashes. Oh yeah, yeah that, that was, was that uh...
0: that whole alternate '70s timeline.
1: Yeah, that was that was <laughs> hard to follow, but.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean, and, and you know, it's funny, it's. Remember we mentioned this before social media and, like, you know, it wasn't as easy to find, like, little trivia bits in the show and things like that. I remember we would even get stuck on things like, what was that song that Jack was listening to in his car? We'd be like, what song is it? I think you figured out it was a Nirvana song from In Utero. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. There were a couple (laughs) songs that he
1: had that I went searching for and scoured the internet in the old ways before Spotify.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it was before Spotify. You had to kind of be like, okay, let me remember, what can I remember of the song as far as a few lyrics, and then oh. go look that up and try to like go through some pop-up-filled like lyrics.com website to infect your computer with six viruses while trying to figure out what song Jack was listening to.
1: But you had I mean, to figure out the song that Bearded Jack was listening to. I
0: so. mean, Bearded Jack was an era, and, and I still... So I went back. So this is something I I didn't uh, mention we talk about, but I w- I've gone back and I've been rewatching the show slowly over like the past year, just in little drips and drabs. Have you rewatched it, or have you just watched that one time through and you were done?
1: Well, I I tried because you know since I started at season three, I I wanted to go back and watch the first season, so I, right. I made it like halfway through the first season and then I just stop mm-hmm. for whatever reason and That's I haven't fair. been back, but I'm contemplating it again since we started talking about it. I really yeah. want to go back. It's been I
0: think it's definitely worth the rewatch. I mean and and for you and I we went through watching it at you know, we're like almost the same age exactly, probably by a few months mm-hmm. different. So we went through watching it, similar ages. There are things that I did not either understand or pick up on or just really understand like the gravity of at times <laughs> and I watched it the first time and watching it the second time you definitely pick up some things that you're just like ooh like Bearded Jack was dealing with some demons that we oh, had yeah. no way of comprehending at the time. Like when I rewatched it and realized he was taking like six clonopins one day in <laughs> one of the episodes, I was like, Oh shit, now I actually know what that is and Good God! Like oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, he just took six clonopins and then downed a few drinks. He oh, wants yeah. to die. Yeah, um,
1: our, our sixteen-year-old high school selves did not know the struggles of, of, of Jack had, as well.
0: We had we thought we knew struggle. We had zero idea what was actually happening in some of that. I mean, so there's. So I definitely think it'd be worth worth going back and watching. Some of it, because there's little things you notice, there's like, you know, maybe little things you didn't catch on the first time. So there was definitely some things that, as I've watched it again, I've come to either, like, appreciate more, or be like, Oh, that's some really heavy foreshadowing um, that it'd be hard to pick up on otherwise, you know. Uh, But there's there's just a lot of interesting layers to the show, um, and... I mean, there were so many theories, like, when it started, and and the one that everybody throws out from the beginning was, they're all dead. They're all dead. Which drove me crazy. Um, I'm sure we all, at one point or another, believed that that was what was happening. Um, But even though people still want to say that's exactly what happened, we know it's not. But have you... Have you dealt with telling people that you enjoy the show and them being like, but they were dead the whole time?
1: Yeah, I've, I've had a little bit of a little bit of that. <laughs> um, I yeah. haven't talked to, to too many people about <laughs> it, but i <I've> just... <laughs> You're just I, ashamed of it. Yeah, I, I try to defend <laughs> it as best I can, but, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, especially... it's, it's definitely not for everybody, I think.
1: Yeah, and especially being someone who we may get into this more later but someone who very much enjoyed the ending which is incredibly controversial so oh yeah that's always harder to
0: yeah yeah i i love the ending i still like the ending i still defend it and and nobody nobody really wants to uh to back me on that i mean you do but that's that's about it i think did did our buddy matt did he enjoy the end of it You know, I can't remember. I can't even remember because that's the thing. So we talk about this like we we got to a point where we were watching it every week together, probably from somewhere in between season three and four is where we would have all started watching it together because that's 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. Um, So between there, we were watching it every week. Religiously, you and Matt would come to my house come to my basement, we'd get a like should be a legal amount of Taco Bell. Oh yeah. And and just pile it on that card table in my TV room and just, you know, go to town on some Taco Bell and some Lost. And that was the only way that things wouldn't get spoiled. And if we one of us had to cancel, like the next day was hell for the person who didn't watch it. Yeah um because there was you're gonna get it spoiled it's not gonna it's not gonna work out well for you and you're just gonna be left out of every conversation (laughs) but i know that last season for me i i lost i like just got busy starting college and all that stuff and totally fell off and then i was like oh my god there's three episodes left and i think i spent a few weekends just Binging episodes to try to get caught back up, and that last season especially has some just rough moments to get through. Is the best way I can describe it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was it, looking it, up kind of reviewing, reviewing the synopsis right. of it before our recording today, and yeah, that it, some
0: of them really... were were just like either just they were just such weird episodes. They were really, you really had to pay attention to what was going on. And it just was just kind of became like trudging through to get to the end, Um, which was another like uh, two parter. Um, Lost, famous for those wonderful two part episodes, but also ending every episode like it could be a two parter because there was nothing worse than getting to like the climax of the episode and all you get is the boom. (laughs)
1: that that cut to black man
0: yes (laughs) to black like i can see it i can hear it perfectly i think about it i can just perfectly visualize that moment and it always just made your heart sink
1: yeah it was over too soon every week there were questions unanswered every week there were i mean new twists
0: exactly i mean all the way all the way till like the end um, there was, there was, you know, still obviously a lot of questions unanswered. I know a lot kind of got convoluted in the way that they had so many writers leave the show after the writers' strike, and there was all these loose ends that they never could actually tie up. Um, so they were just kind of left to be left there to just kind of be interpreted however you want, you know? Yeah. Which I mean, did you have any specific things that were unresolved that you were like really upset about or like were there any any of those those like hanging pieces that you were like, damn, I really wish they had gone back to that?
1: Wow, well, I'm really <laughs> trying to remember it now because I think it's been at least ten years almost.
0: Since you well, since it ended, yeah, exactly.
1: And not having rewatched it since then, it's it's harder to remember. I I remember feeling fairly satisfied by how everything That's fair. wrapped yeah. up with the loose ends. Um, I mean, I I felt like it was a little Jack focused in the end, but I guess it had to be. Oh God, so.
0: yeah. There is a there's a drinking game, by the way, that I have I have attempted every once in a while, and on. and one of them one of the rules involves every time Jack cries, which. That man, he gets the waterworks going during this show.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's Which, something I would be more attentive to doing the drinking game. But, yeah, now that you mention
0: it. Yeah, if you're, you, right. if you're playing the drinking game and you having to pay attention to it, I'm like, oh, God. Really? Again, okay. Let's go. <laughs> but interesting little trivia, thinking about Jack and, you know, who played him. So the uh, the role of Jack was originally offered to Michael Keaton. Really? Yeah. Batman. (laughs) Wow. But that was because originally they were going to kill Jack like right away. Um, so, but then when they decided to kind of rework things and decide that Jack was going to become this like leader, uh, they were like, okay, no, you know, he was like, well, I don't, he didn't want to be on a TV show. Um, because remember we're still in that period where TV's not like the prime place to be for a big-time actor, so he was kind of just like, yeah, eh, now I'm good, you know. Um, so he kind of quickly dropped out of that um, because it seems like ABC was like adamant that like, oh, this Jack character has to live. So that's why they, you know, kind of went went totally different route with that another few things, and I'm sure we talked about some of these things, but i like to mention them. So, you remember Sawyer's character, obviously. Oh, yes. Do you remember my favorite trivia about the actor who plays him, Josh Holloway?
1: Ooh, I know a bit of trivia about him. I don't know if it's the same one, but which, which one is your favorite?
0: So, Josh Holloway was, while he was born in San Jose, California, before I say this wrong and somebody wants to correct me, his family, when he was two years old, Moved and raised him in good old Free Home, Georgia. Oh, I did not, not like know. 15 minutes away from like our high school. <laughs> wow,
1: I did not know that. You didn't it, know that? I knew he briefly attended the University of Georgia. Yeah. That was the bit yeah. I, I had known, but I didn't know he was.
0: Yep, wow. so he lived oh, no. in Free Home. He went to um, Cherokee High School in Canton. And graduated in 1987, um, but yeah, he was—he was, you know, grew up just down the road from where we were going to high school and talking about Lost. <laughs> wow, that's great. So that's great. I—I I loved that. I thought that was always pretty cool. And I remember people telling me it, and me being like, "I don't believe you." And I looked it up, and no, it's just totally, totally true. Um, another thing I thought was interesting is that the. Uh, the name of the show Lost came from like a, a failed reality show from like a few years before that was kind of like a uh, uh, kind of like an Amazing Race kind of spin, and the creators of the show just kind of liked uh, that name and were like, "Well, this show failed and nobody knew what it was, so let's go for it."
1: Wow, have you, so, have you seen any episodes of that? No, novels. I
0: I hadn't I had never seen any of that. I mean, um what they um what they basically said was like that their ideas for the show was a cross between Castaway and Survivor and Gilligan's Island and Lord of the Flies, which yeah, I can see every little bit in there. Maybe not so much Survivor, but <laughs> definitely definitely the Castaway vibe. Yeah. Um, one of my, one of my favorite, uh, favorite movies. But you know, I, I don't know. I still, I still love this show in a weird way. And a lot of people are just like, how can you watch it again? And I'm just like, I don't know. Every time I notice something a little bit different, or it brings back like just like cool memories. I don't know, it's like simpler time. Um, there's apparently like a ton of podcasts that are dedicated to Lost. By the way. Oh, wow. um, where people have like gone back, watched the episodes, and then like discussed them and things like that. So, I mean, if you decide that you really want to consume some Lost content, I'll try to find some of the names of those and throw those in the show notes. So, if you're listening and you want to hear about it, if you want to check those out, that is a thing that existed. Like, there was this whole community around Lost that we didn't really interact with because we just weren't, I don't know, I guess we weren't, online as much yeah right like we we weren't really online and you know quote unquote living on the internet um like a lot of people do and like a lot of people do much more now whereas i feel this show now would have had so much more like social media talks and so many more little online communities i mean there is there is a subreddit for lost on reddit that routinely does like re-watches, and then people kind of re-watch together, and then like they have discussion threads and all that. So the community is very still is like still very much there, um, which is really interesting to me for a show that ended, you know, in uh, two thousand ten. So I, I don't know. Does that does that surprise you that there's still people like talking about it and interested in it? You know that much. That much later, you know, nine years a later now. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: a little bit. I'm, I'm happily surprised. i got to go check out that subreddit and see and maybe do a rewatch with them.
0: But Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The subreddit is pretty cool. There's things I've learned about by looking it up. Like, there was an epilogue episode. I still haven't gone and watched this. Um, Did you hear about this?
1: No, I had no idea. Wow. So,
0: there's an epilogue that came out in 2010. It was on the DVD for the sixth season. It's called The New Man in Charge. So it follows the events of the finale. Uh, Ben reveals two Dharma Initiative employees of their duties before answering a few lingering questions. And then it says, uh, this is just the description, and then it says, afterwards, Ben recruits an old friend to rejoin him on the island. So I'm like, (laughs) what? I don't
1: know. Who's (laughs) the old friend? Who's
0: the old friend? Like, I mean... Thinking back to some of, like, my favorite things is, like, one of my favorite, I guess, little storylines was, like, what the hell happened to Michael, <laughs> you know, when Michael disappeared? Um, that blew my mind for the longest time, you know, and then Michael comes back, he's on that boat, and then Michael comes back and murders people, and you're just like, uh, oh, how, do, how do I do this? <laughs> how do I enjoy this character? But he's so awful sometimes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no redemption for Michael there.
0: No, there's no redemption for Michael. Um, who was your Who was your favorite lost character?
1: Okay, so I was I was thinking over this question. I always was a big yeah. fan of Sawyer. Um, I knew since, that. Yeah, and since he's one of the main ones, that was, and I was a big, big fan of Desmond <laughs> once yes. he came into the picture. Yeah, and all throughout the rest. Um, oh
0: yeah, Desmond was great. I like him even more in my rewatch, actually.
1: Yeah, it. it, it Makes me want to do a rewatch more, because I feel like I missed a lot of the, the beginning parts to get to liking some of the earlier characters, like Charlie, oh, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, he was yeah. one that I started to like towards the end, but I feel like I missed a lot of his story. Yeah, you miss
0: missed, the first two missed a good bit of Charlie, and I didn't know you actually hadn't watched like the first two seasons. You definitely need to go back and watch this. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> so I'm excited to hear about that. I... I think I really I really like Charlie. And and I really enjoyed how weird Ben was. Yeah. Um like he just always found a way to just fucking just just fuck with you. Um I, I had like a thing for a lot of the characters. Like I enjoyed Hurley as well. I thought Hurley was a really cool character. Mm-hmm. Um I liked Saeed, even though Saeed was never allowed to be happy. I mean, yeah. like, I'm a fan too. <laughs> like for this guy, like, uh, my wife has, Lana has been watching with me in little bits and pieces. And she was one of those who was like, this show is stupid. Um, she was convinced that I made up the smoke monster. I like, she was like, you're lying. Like, you're just, you're lying. There's no way they did that. And I'm like, no, it's a real thing, but it's also not a real thing. You gotta watch it. (laughs) It's like And then so she's gotten sucked in and she's been enjoying Saeed, and I'm like, I'm just gonna let you know now that he never gets to be happy. So if you're expecting him to be happy, it's not happening.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I couldn't remember if 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 Lana had watched it with you back in the original run or not, but that's cool that you get to totally
0: not into it, so then now after i watched i think i'm like in the middle of like season two or three she like started sitting down and actually paying attention and being like oh okay i'm interested and and into it and 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 now i'm actually i want to go back obviously and watch this epilogue and there also were these things called lost the missing pieces did you know about these yeah i do remember those no i never watched those?
1: any of them but they were like they were, they were like episodes
0: yeah they were like webisodes and they, the, they happened in during that hiatus between the third and the fourth season. Right. Was um, that the
1: writer's strike season?
0: I, I think, think that would have been the writer's strike time um, that that happened. And they, they ended up on the fourth season's DVD release. I need to track down these box sets, I guess, or find a way to find all these episodes. I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Um... But they were, like, weirdly... They they describe these as they were, like, produced for, like, watching on your phone. um, Which is kind of funny to think about in 2007 and 8. I don't... I don't know why you'd want to do that. But um, now they're on DVD and Blu-ray. So you can just avoid watching them on your phone. Even though now it'd be fine on your phone. But 2007 8, phone watching just sounds mm, not good.
1: Um, Yeah, how did you even do that? I don't
0: know. (laughs) I don't know how you would have even really done that. And it probably, your data just would have been, like, off the wall. But definitely some weird little things that I didn't even know about, and now I need to watch that epilogue. I gotta go watch those missing pieces. And I hope that you go back and, like, dig in. And re rewatch it because I want to hear about your uh, you know your uh, your experience rewatching it. Um, yeah, I did definitely. You, did you have a favorite season of Lost? I think from I what really you liked... watched, I think I
1: really liked season four a lot. Um, that's when it kind of. of... The... I'm trying to kind remember exactly all the threads, but that had that was when wasn't that when the boat crew came. Yes. Yeah, I remember liking. it. That,
0: yeah, that's when the freighter was offshore. That definitely, definitely was it. Um, I think for me, four definitely was up there, and um, the I'm trying to remember if it's season three. Is it season three that they hatch becomes a thing?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. The season 3 is like definitely the whole the whole idea of the hatch all that like I really 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 enjoyed. Um so that, you know, you got you got a lot deeper into like the weird mythology of the island. Um and that's something I really liked like all the time they spent finding those weird, like, Dharma substations and there was, you know, the, there was an underwater station, there was this station in the middle of the jungle, there's this medical station here, there's all these other little things that were just totally hidden to them for the first whole chunk of the show that they're finding. And then some that you don't even ever see that they just talk about that I always just thought was so cool. So that was that was a big part for me. I I really enjoyed the the extra mystery um which i think maybe more annoyed some people but i i don't know i had a, I had a good time with it
1: yeah i enjoyed those ones too getting to see the different stations did they yeah. have like training videos and all they kind of were a little creepy yeah. if i remember at times yeah yeah
0: those those training videos were very creepy and they were like remember in like one station they'd find a training video that had some information and the other one would have like the missing chunk from the other video. And it's like, you would find out little bits and pieces um, kind of as you went. So that was yeah. always pretty, pretty interesting. Oh, the show um,
1: had so many layers.
0: It, it, it really did. Like, and, and a lot of people complain about the end and, and some people talk to us saying that the end just kind of like, Reverberates and ruins the rest of the show because you know what's coming. But for me, I like the end, so it didn't. It didn't have that effect. I mean, I wasn't disappointed at all. Um, I yeah. didn't really have another way to end it. Um, yeah. What I was really scared for, like just a few seconds there, was that the whole show was taking place in Hurley's head. When mm-hmm. they when they teased that, I was like. Better not better not do that. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah I'm glad I remember didn't do that. I remember us like teasing each other being like the whole thing takes place in Hurley's head, man, that's it. That's the whole show. And I was just like, God, please no. <laughs> I
1: do remember that, that we would joke yeah, about that, like, but yes, thankfully I did not. We would come just to be pass. like,
0: Oh, that's it, we figured it out but oh good god, I'm so glad they did better than that, because that that truly probably would have just would have possibly ruined it can't even say it would have totally ruined it for me because i have a weird love for that show but but um yeah would you besides us and and our nostalgia glasses for this show would you recommend it to somebody to start it and re-watch it from now like just jump into this show
1: absolutely
0: yeah you would just be like if you're looking for something to watch go ahead
1: yeah, it has it has so many different levels, so many different things. I think it appeals to you know. It's got yeah. the drama. There's some funny moments. There's some romance. There's some just kind of mystery, like you said, the mythological elements, and just the it, it keeps you guessing every time. And I would I would definitely recommend it, even knowing that some people were not as big of fans of the anime <laughs> as we were. So
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there were definitely some people who were not happy with it, but I mean. All this has made me do talking about it has made me want to keep watching it and I think you're going to jump into it from from episode 1 so I'm excited to uh to hear what you think when you uh when you watch that early season cuz there's some interesting bits there. Um yeah. I I also I, I keep thinking about like who's my favorite character? Who's my favorite character? And and I keep switching back around. I what, how, how, how did you feel about Locke? Because I felt like Locke was pretty complicated and spent half the show making me love him and half the show pissing me off. Yes, yes. I feel,
1: <laughs> like, I feel similarly. And that's a that's another big character where I feel like I really missed a lot of the basis yeah, for Yeah, you build the so seasons. much,
0: so much Locke stuff gets built even in like, you know, like episode four of the first season is like a huge Locke episode. And yeah. you keep going and, you know, you find out that Locke definitely had a hard life and had a lot of just fucked up shit happen to him. And, oh, yeah. and re-watching it older, it's like, oh, it, it like hurts more. I'm just like, oh, God, this poor guy. So I felt like re-watching it, I got a little more sympathy for him, but he still spends like half the show just driving me fucking crazy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, his kind of, his stubbornness and his just kind of intense drive and always doing what he built. And it just kind of got a little draining at times. Oh, God, yeah.
0: Especially, you know, when you get into when, you know, when the freighter's there and when those extra people are there, uh, like Faraday and Charlotte and Miles Mm -hmm. and Frank and Naomi. Although, when all of them are there and Locke starts pulling his, you know, getting back on his bullshit again, that just drove me absolutely insane. Like,
1: oh, I was it's just all like, flooding lock. back.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're remembering it now. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. But for as much frustrating stuff as there is, there's a lot of really cool moments. So I agree. I would recommend if somebody was asking if they should watch it now, you gotta approach it with an open mind and an open heart, and yes. just like. Yes. Let it let it in, and just embrace it for what it is. Um, yes, it definitely has some dated stuff, being in you know in early 2000s. But I think a lot of the effects still hold up fairly well um, for something that started in 2004. Like the first episode with the with the crash and that plane and the wreckage everywhere. That still is horrifying. <laughs> like when you watch it. Um, so they still it still holds up they obviously spent their money well and and the things they did practical effects with you know still hold up really well even a lot of the CGI holds up very well um, you know I just thought about another every time I think I'm about to wrap up our lock talk our lost talk I think about another uh, mystery uh, do you remember Jacob? <laughs>
1: Oh, barely, just because (laughs) I uh, looked it up a little bit before this episode, but yeah, he kind of
0: came in at the end and was super
1: important, and then...
0: Uh, So, what I remember from this is that the first time Jacob was talked about and appeared was for some reason, I don't think we watched it together that night, and I just remember Matt telling me about Locke looking into a cabin where Jacob is supposed to be there, but he's invisible, and I'm like... I literally, I remember standing out there at school and I was like, you're making this up. That's not what happens in this episode. And he's like, no, that's what happens. Jacob, you can't see him. And I'm just like, no. What are you talking yeah. about? And that was. That <laughs> and was he's weird. just like, no, seriously, that's what happens. And if you rewatch it, take a little bit and when you get to that part do some pausing and some like like go frame by frame there is something hidden in those frames. Oh. Yeah.
1: I don't so, know about that. I don't know if I'm going to go back and do that I, <laughs> I want to see in those know. frames but
0: Yeah, it's it's uh it freaked me out when I when I watched it properly. I was like, man, I don't know if uh watching this now on H D like revealed something they meant for us to see and we totally did not see the first time watching it through, but you should you should check it out. But uh so unlost, is there is there anything else besides like you know, that you want to say about it, besides it being fantastic?
1: Well, I mean I think maybe we gotta talk about similar to the debate on Locke, I mean what were your thoughts on Jack overall throughout?
0: Oh the man. Yeah. You know Jack drove me crazy half the time because he would get so whiny. Like he would just he'd go from like I'm the leader. I am I am taking care of everything to like just being a whiny little baby. And, mm-hmm. like, a delicate little man. Um... But... I I enjoy a lot of Jack's story, because, you know, obviously they focus on him, so they kind of force you to, like, want to spend time, like, investing in, in the character of Jack. I... His whole thing with his father, that storyline was crazy. Um... In like you know he you know he's seen his father so this is some of the first season I don't know if you remember some of this where he like sees his father in the jungle, um, and he like finds his father's coffin and it's empty and like there's there's a whole lot of creepiness with that with him thinking his dad is out there and and his delusions with his dad kind of continue even later, um, in in the other times and the sideways times I guess. Um so I thought that the first time through I really liked him the second time through I'm having more issues with him just cuz maybe I'm picking up on more of his like personality flaws but
1: yeah I think that's exactly what's going to happen with me when I rewatch yeah. it is I'm going to see a lot more of yeah the flaws the whininess and not yeah. not give as much of a pass to things I did the first right. time through
0: Um like, if if there was any episode where they frustrated me um, with wanting us to care about Jack, is the episode that they spend talking about how and why Jack got his tattoos. Because um, that's an entire episode, if you didn't remember it. Yeah, I had forgotten that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally forgettable. Um, and those are, like, Matthew Fox's um, real tattoos. Um, oh. And they decided to incorporate that into the character's history. I don't think it added shit to the character, but they did it. Yeah,
1: well, the fact that uh, I can't even remember it kind of uh, yeah, that. Yeah, it was
0: totally one of those episodes that you're like, this was like a filler episode in a show that had zero time for fucking filler episodes. <laughs> like, we have things to explain. Oh yeah. So uh, just that one. When you get to it, I don't remember. I didn't remember it. Just like you, I did not remember it. And I doubt we all watched this one together because I feel like we would have just made fun of it the whole time. But I think there was right, yeah. a whole episode where they just go through Jack in his tattoo, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? But so. W- your feelings on Jack, I guess, were similar, that you liked him the first time, or what were you... Yeah. Well, You enjoyed his character the first watch through?
1: Yeah, I, I did. I tried to kind of see, you know, what he... Or try to, like, imagine what he was... His motivations were, I guess. What he was trying to do is taking on the role of the leader and being the one who had to make the tough decisions more so than probably a lot of the other characters, but...
0: Right, right. Yeah. He... he he definitely he fell into that leader role and even if he wanted out of it it was like he wasn't he wasn't getting out of it like he no. he became that guy and then the the entire island relied on him and and you know I'm interested for you to see it in the first season and even you know he he has times where he's like why is everybody coming to me um right so it definitely it definitely is is interesting to watch him deal with that, and and you you can kind of try and sympathize, like he's like, shit, this isn't, you know, I was on this plane dealing with like picking up his dad, who you know he's picking up his dad who died, and he's just trying to get him back home, um, and then now he's you know thrust into this, right. um, which right. is, this is probably. Not where you know, he was probably nowhere near in the in the proper headspace for this, but I don't think you're ever really prepared, um, for, you know, crashing on an island and leading people. But definitely yeah. ups and downs in the Jack story and and I think you'll you'll see some of the similar complaints I had once you uh once you rewatch it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But Yeah, so Lost Lost was a hell of a show and, and I'm glad you still have an appreciation for it. Definitely um, do still have an appreciation, yeah. That was that was definitely like me, you and Matt's like jumping off points to uh to our friendship. I don't know if it was one of the first things we talked about. Um cause we met in our English class in two thousand five. Is that am I remembering that right?
1: You're you're correct. I believe the first day of English class yes. I sat in front of you. Yep. This was, oh my gosh, two thousand and five, so fourteen mm-hmm. years ago.
0: It sure was. And I think the first time we started really like talking and joking was when we had to watch Romeo plus Juliet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> which like really shouldn't have been showed to a high school class. Like there was that just that movie nobody was Nobody was mature enough for that movie.
1: No, especially <laughs> not with the like Shakespearean dialogue in the oh, day yeah. setting with Leo. Oh my and... god.
0: <laughs> I haven't been able to go back and watch it again. I think I've like seen it on TV and been like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> as much as I love me some Leo at Romeo plus Juliet movie. That was a that was a dark time. But yeah, and then we brought Matt in, and I mean, we we had that band we were in.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. The and, the band that I don't know if we could say a name because I don't know if we ever actually settled on one for more than a more than a day. Or two.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it it was it was fluid. I mean, it 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 had names, but uh. You know, another show that we we really loved, and I think this one was unique to just you and I, <laughs> during high school, was good old Rockstar Supernova.
1: Oh, yes!
0: <laughs> there is literally, I have tried to ask other people if they knew about this show, and I have yet to run across one person who has heard about this show.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember you well, brought it up. One. On another podcast episode, and I was just screaming in my car listening, like, yes!
0: (laughs) Rockstar Supernova! Yes! (laughs) So, if you guys didn't know, people listening, Rockstar Supernova was the second season of the reality TV show called Rockstar. Uh, This was in 2006. It was hosted by Dave Navarro and Brooke Burke. And basically, the whole premise of the show is that 15 people were competing to become a lead vocalist for this new supergroup featuring Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee, Metallica, one of Metallica's bassists, poor old Jason Newstead, and Guns N' Roses guitarist Gilby Clark. So this show, I don't know why we enjoyed it so much, but we we got into it like real oh, yeah. deep um it it has some pretty cool people that like i mean i still keep up with one of them and that's ryan Starr.
1: i i, I was gonna i was gonna see how long <laughs> it took you to bring up ryan star but
0: <laughs> i mean it it it's eventually gonna happen at one point or another he was robbed
1: he should have won
0: and you were the one who delivered the news to me I think, that he oh, was dropped. Right. You that's were like, right. he sang clocks and he was limited. And I was like, no, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe you. There's no way that would happen. <laughs> but, so if anybody is on the edge of their seats, you know, the person who won's name was Lucas Rossi. They went on and formed the band called. So the band was supposed to be called Supernova. But. Get this, there was another band named Supernova that already existed as a punk rock band from 1989 that was actually active at the time. And I don't know how anybody didn't look into this. Like, did you remember this when this all happened? Yeah,
1: so, I was just so yeah, surprised that they didn't I was realize like, that. How did they
0: not know this? I mean, they were a band. They released a bunch of albums. They were in California. So this band Supernova filed an injunction against the television supergroup and was like, "You can't use Supernova. You can't, you can't uh perform under that. You can't sell any merch under that." So they come up with the genius idea of just saying, "Okay, our name's going to be Rockstar Supernova," and they put out one horrific album and it was self-titled Rockstar Supernova
1: Did you ever actually listen to the full thing? I never did. I Oh I hell yeah. I bought them,
0: it. But... <laughs> I bought it. I have the physical copy somewhere still to this day. I'm sure it's in a in a drawer or a box somewhere in my closet. I I like wanted to like it more than more than anything. Lucas Rossi was like, you know, he was like the bad boy, right, of the of the whole competition. And I th- really think the only reason he won was because they were like, he fits the image of, like, the rest of these just washed up, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> glamour, washed up? <laughs> yeah, I'm calling all of them washed up, even in 2006 when they did this.
1: But, I can't argue with you there.
0: You know. Poor Jason New. like the band was like fucking just 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 uh I think they were cursed from the beginning because they made the album and I remember right away um Newstead was uh was injured like after their like first performance or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was in October 2006. Jason Newsom was injured while attempting to catch a falling bass amp head. Now, Vince, you played bass. Would you try to catch a falling bass head amp, knowing how heavy they are? That'd be a no. (laughs) That'd be a no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he immediately had to, like, get, you know, replaced by, like, the Black Crow's basses came in and temporarily replaced him. They did go on, like... One tour, um, and they actually went on tour with the panic channel, which features the, you know, the host of the show, Dave Navarro. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They also were on, they also were on tour with, do you remember, uh, D Lana, which was the, uh, runner up the, the girl, Yeah,
1: yeah, the
0: woman that was runner up. She also went on tour with them. Um, and like some other band that nobody hears of. So they went on one tour. I guess they never came here. Um, because we would have totally gone to that.
1: We would have totally gone to
0: that. I mean, there's no <laughs> way we wouldn't have gone to that just disaster. Um, and then like, it's funny when you look back at like how fuzzy like history gets on this weird band. Um, so one thing though, one thing that's interesting, and I actually, after at looking at this now... I remember reading this before, but not realizing the significance of it. So the producer of their first album was Butch Walker. Do you know who Butch Walker is?
1: No, I can't say I do.
0: So Butch Walker is like a—he is like a singer-songwriter guy, and he like he was in that band that was popular in like the late '90s called the Marvelous Three. Um, he's done a bunch of different music. He's done a lot of solo stuff, but he is from good old Cartersville, Georgia. Oh, um, uh, really? He produced their first album, and now thinking about that and remembering what that album sounded like, it was like it was trying to be a Butch Walker band. Um, mm. I can definitely see the influence, but it did not work with that group. But other like weird things is like, so they went on that one tour, and then in 2007, it was just rumored that the uh, guitarist Gilby Clark had quit the band, and then like nothing happened like literally the whole thing just went radio silence uh lucas rossi released a random ep at one point (laughs) in like summer of 2007 i remember trying to look for this back in the day i could not find it i couldn't buy it i couldn't download it i could not find the existence of this ep um and then in April of 2008, if you didn't if you didn't know, if you didn't know anything about Lucas Rossi, you're getting it today. In April of 2008, he did an interview with a website called LiveVideo.com, which, <laughs> thank you 2008 internet for that domain. <laughs> and he said, uh, "All that's not for me," so I officially quit. And he later also um, said that he quit because a band member started doing their own things, such as. DJing, um, which I think that was Tommy Lee, um, went and did some serious DJing. uh, And he was mad that he went through the whole audition process for one tour. Although, and this was something I forgot, I think I remember reading about this, but um, they got together again one more time in the year 2008. And that was for... A 2008 series on a channel called Planet Green that was hosted by Tommy Lee and Ludacris. <laughs> 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 this show was called Battleground Earth, and they basically it was a ten-city tour across America in which Ludacris and Tommy Lee's respective teams battled each other to see who could keep their act "quote unquote." more green in like environmentally friendly not weed related wow so because of that rockstar supernova played one more show and that was it just faded off into obscurity
1: wow that was quite the run
0: right uh, apparently since 2016 Lucas Rossi has been working with somebody from 3 Days Grace on a project called King City. There's literally oh. just that one line on his Wikipedia and nothing else. There's not and there's not a page for King City. There's nothing.
1: <laughs> wow. Well. It uh, was a fun yeah. show, but
0: <laughs> It was a fun show, but it literally went nowhere. You like know, I... <laughs> nowhere. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I can't help but think, would it all have been different with Ryan Starr?
0: Exactly. Um, Ryan Starr, you know, labeled by good old Dave Navarro as the dark horse of that competition, uh, went on to, like, release albums and do a good bit of touring. Um, He's slowed down here recently. He still does a ton of shows in New York, which always makes me jealous. Like, he does these, like random free shows and, like, $5 shows and random bar shows all over New York. Um, I got to go see him back in 2013, I think that was, when I finally got to see him. And I remember excitingly texting you, texting you that I was going to go see him. I saw him at our local Atlanta watering hole, Smith's Old Bar.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I live right and, by
0: there. Yeah, you do. So I, I remember he tweeted before the show, does anybody have any request? And he tweeted this like, I was sitting on the steps to go up to the upper level of Smith's old bar. And I saw this tweet and I just tweeted back at him the song I wanted to hear, which was called We Might Fall. I was like, we might fall. Thanks. And then, all of a sudden, I see this really tall dude coming down the stairs, which I did not realize how tall Ryan Starr is in real life. <laughs> that dude is tall as shit. So, he's coming downstairs and Long was like, is that him? But also, who's this tall guy? And I was like, that is him. And then he looked at me, and he recognized me from my Twitter profile. And he was like, <laughs> did, you re- did you just request that song? And I was like... Yeah, and he was like, you got it, man. It's going to be the first song of the night. And I was like, (gasps) and I was just totally, totally starstruck. And, you know, I was right up in front. He came out, and he was like, this song's for that guy right there. You requested it. You got it. And he just went through and played the song and, like, pointed at me and was just, like, super cool. And after the show, I met him. I rebought his album because, funny enough, the album – That was out of the time, I could only find it at, like, Walmart, and I could only find the censored version, because Walmart only sold censored versions of CDs, um, back in the day. Um, so, I bought, like, the traditional version of the album, he signed it for me, and he was, like, I think he might have said something to the effect of, like, how did you hear about me, or, like, you know, asking me just kind of, like, how I got into the music, or I might have just volunteered the information, like, hey... I've been I've been wanting to see you, I've been following you since Rockstar Supernova. And I said that and he went speechless. He was like he just paused and looked at me for a second and he was like, Oh my god, nobody's ever said that to me and he just was like, Come here and he like grabbed me and gave me this huge hug. He's like, I'm so happy to hear that man And I was like, Thank you and just just that was like, you know, I just just could have died right there.
1: Wow, just, that's awesome, I mean, man.
0: That was that was fun. Um, we had our concert times before and since high school. I mean, during high school and after high school. Because you went with us to see the Rack-On tours back in the day. Oh, yeah. Who I, I just recently well. saw again.
1: Yeah, how was that one?
0: They tore the roof off the place.
1: Oh, man.
0: Oh, my God. So... Phone-free show, it was just like it was, you know, very similar to how it was when we saw them in, like, 2007, 2008, right? hmm You know, well, where there's, like, one or two people pop- popping out their flip phone to take a picture, it wasn't, you know, <laughs> you know, it wasn't people trying to film the entire show or live stream the whole show um, from their phones like, like it is now. So it's cool. They put your phone in this little pouch, and that show was fantastic, like... They they killed it. I mean, they all look older now, which was kind of hard to see and be like, whoa. I remember exactly what they looked like when we saw them. And you can you can tell there's been some years put on each and every one of them, but they played... I think it was an even better show than yeah. the first time we saw them. And they they went across the whole catalog from the first album, stuff from the second album, stuff from the new album... And they had a lot more to play because remember when we saw them, they just had that one album. And they even started playing songs twice, which was kind of funny.
1: Um, yeah, they only had their first album. Though. They only had their
0: first album, and they just kind of like stuck to a few things. So it was it was a really cool show. If you get a chance to see them or see a Jack White show, I think you would enjoy it. I don't know how much you listen to his like solo stuff, but yeah,
1: not as much. But yeah, if they come yeah. back, we gotta go, man. I would yeah. love to.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you totally, totally gotta go because it's it's a good time. Um I I just We we've been doing some good shows. We went to that uh that iconic streetlight show that has been talked about on the podcast before.
1: I'll never forget. That's the <laughs> the first time I met your co host.
0: Yep, that's when you met Ben for the first time. And also when we uh when we saved your life with a water bottle from the back of my focus
1: you saved my life a number of times on that
0: night.
1: <laughs> but yes, that was one.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that was that was good times, man. And and I just was thinking about another thing about like our our friend group that I think was was maybe a little bit more unique to us is that we had this thing where we went to the movies like every freaking week. Yeah. I, I don't know why we I don't know why our parents put up with that, but we were at good old movies 400 like every week. And then you worked there for a time too. I did.
1: I had a brief you, summer at Movies Hundred.
0: You had a brief summer where you got me into the uh, shouldn't have been as heart-wrenching flick, Click.
1: We saw Click. We saw a couple others. I'm trying yeah, to remember which ones, but I, Click always stands out. We were Click, just Click stands hard. out
0: because we're both sitting there in the movie theater with nobody else there crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that movie hit us. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's been a while, but I... I I know this is something we've talked about. It's 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 hard to keep in touch with everybody because, you know, after high school, everybody's like, oh, we're all going to keep in touch. But we know from experience it doesn't really happen unless you seriously put the effort into it. That's true. Yeah. Um, I know that you've kept in touch with some people that, like, I may not have kept in touch with and I've kept in touch with people that you haven't kept in touch with, but we kind of just always link back up. I think it's pretty cool we've been able to do that, but it's definitely just, you know... If you guys have a friend group, if you're younger, if you want to keep in touch with them, you got to make the effort, because <laughs> yeah, once you get busy, it's really easy. Even for you and I, we can go times where we're like, "Oh shit, man, I'm sorry, we haven't talked in you know months." Um, but uh, but it's always it's always nice when you can have those have those people you can keep in touch with, and maybe not everybody you do, because maybe you just you grow apart. But you know, it's always. Always cool if you have those people that you still still continue to click with. Um, yeah, I know. I know we had a had a good old drunk time at our ten year high school reunion here not that long ago.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> that was. I, I tried to explain that night to Ben, and I was like, a lot of it was a blur. But I remember at one point you and I were like way too drunk at the Crock Street Market, like just uncomfortably <laughs> drunk. Yeah,
1: Street. we we had a good time at the <laughs> Monday Night Garage. and oh, a lot man. of beers. And... That was
0: that was fun, and and I, uh, you know, and we we learned our friend had been had gotten engaged. <laughs> That's good right. old Matt. I
1: had no idea before <laughs> that. coming but...
0: there and dropping a bomb on us, which I saw him and his lovely wife at DragonCon. Oh, nice. Yeah, right. yeah, we're 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 turning a corner in the uh, in the vendor hall. And like Lana saw him first and then Matt was like, Do I know you? <laughs> and like I was like, Oh hey buddy <laughs> wow. So always always fun man, but I I'm glad you joined me tonight. I know we kind of spent a lot of time rambling about loss, but I hope you had a good time joining the podcast that you usually listen to and scream at, so now you got to scream yes. on the podcast
1: that's right I'm an avid listener and um, was very happy to get to come on this was this was great
0: yeah man well I am glad you joined us I am thinking that we should wrap it up before we just keep going on this nostalgia circle but I've had a good time Um, if you have any social media you want to plug I'll throw it down in the I don't know are you on Twitter
1: I am, but I have never once tweeted, so maybe okay. uh, maybe I'll just give you the Instagram. That's a little more right. active.
0: Oh, I did. I don't think I even follow you on Instagram, so you have to give me the Instagram. So if yeah, the Instagram's active, out. I will. Or maybe I do, because you do. You, you post your. Uh, you go into your uh, your Atlanta United games, right?
1: I do. Yeah. That's Which, the by the way, you I mean.
0: are like my Atlanta United fan friend, because I think I have like you and a few others who. Avidly follow, and, and one day we got to get to one of those games together.
1: Absolutely, man. I would love to, that to would take you on with me.
0: That sounds like a good time, and I still need to see our wonderful Mercedes-Benz takeout dome and see what that's like <laughs> from the inside.
1: Oh, so. yeah. They're, they're great saying. fun. You know.
0: But we will throw your Instagram down at the bottom so people can also enjoy the best team in U.S. MLS soccer right now, which is the Atlanta United regardless of their record
1: that's right and and also (laughs) dare i say it the best team in atlanta sports currently
0: Uh, yeah that's absolutely accurate (laughs) the only team to bring us a championship so (laughs) i'm sure ben will enjoy that but thank you vince for joining and i'm not ben but whenever you're listening to us morning evening or night or whatever he says thank you for listening and have a good day